Rap. Rock the fuck out. For Batman, I don't think he's. Motherfuckers forgot where the Butterfield ate. Oh, they're right. back. <laughs> they're back in surprise, living bitch. I told Matt I had a surprise for him for the Ballyhoo, and that was it. God. Who do we got? Who's here? Oh, who's here? Who is here? We have Paul Shear, Reggie Watts, Jimmy Levino. Max Weinberg, <laughs> the black guy from Leno. Oh. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. I love it. And Roseanne Barr on the kazoo. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Matt on Matt podcast. I, you know, going? we're taking a real big risk having Roseanne Barr play the kazoo. I, I duct taped it to her mouth. She's not going to say any sort of slurs. Or any sort of thing. She's got cigarettes that she can smoke through the kazoo. She can what also. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I hate the news. <laughs> hey, Roseanne. Shut up, Roseanne. Shut, Shut the hell goddamn up. Goddamn mouth. <laughs> oh, anyway. She was white. Nah. Shut up, Roseanne. You shut your goddamn mouth right now. Get out of here. Somebody. Somebody. Now she can get her. Get, no, just get her the fuck out of here. Get, get, get the fuck out of here. Oh, our buddy just showed up. He'll get her out of here. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, hey. come on in. Come on in. It's our good friend. Hey, Gabagoo. Yeah. Hello, little Stevie. What's up? Little Stevie's in the house, man. How you doing, Stevie? I'm great, man. I just had a fucking, I just had a fucking pastrami sandwich that looked like two books. It was oh. fucking crazy, man. <laughs> What kind of books were they? Were they like a dictionary or a Harry like Potter book? Pedia Britannica, motherfucker. Gabagoo! <laughs> Gabagoo! Stevie? Welcome back, brother. Oh, uh, man. It's been a good two weeks. Friendship. How you been? How you been? It's been a good two I'm weeks. Good. Working a shitload. Um, Hearing your auditions pictures. quite a bit. That's exciting. Going out for stuff. Going to my acting class with my trainer and then working a lot and then coming home and playing video games, which is something I've never really done. So it's that's crazy fun. that you are playing video games. I'm actually only I'm playing one game and it's a PC game or okay. a computer game. OK, that's still games. That's still gaming. I've, only, I've played it twice. <laughs> <laughs> But both times I played it for four straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I haven't been playing a whole lot of video games, and I think it's because I'm getting worse at video games. 
I mean, that makes sense. I don't know. I used to be pretty good at games, but now <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I just suck at them. And I'm always having to look up, like, the guides, like, you know, because I do story-based okay. games. So it's like, okay, how do I do this? If I can't figure out a puzzle, I just look up how to do it. <laughs> I don't fucking figure that shit out. Have you done? I and- like Legos. I don't like Jigsaw. <laughs> Have you played and or seen Detroit Become Human? Have we talked about this? Nah. Yeah. 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 Check that shit out. Yeah. There's there's an early recommendies for you. That's a um, Detroit Become Human. Shit's crazy. That's uh. Yeah, you showed me that. That sounds weird. That sounds almost too story based. It is all story based. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I mean. I mean, when it's I say choose story your own based, adventure. okay, is there yeah. are there fighting parts? I mean, I like fighting. I like climbing. I like, and this is all on video games, not in real life. Yeah. I like. Um, what do I like? I like some puzzles, shooting. You anyway, like shoot stuff? This is all just to get us to Matt's idea for me to join Twitch. I think it would be a fantastic idea. People are on Twitch and they're making money and they're not funny. They're not clever. Yeah. They just kind of say the N word. You're funny and clever. People say the N word on Twitch. No, people get banned from Twitch for saying the N word. Well, isn't that like, well, say that to fucking what's your guy. What's his name? The, the Swedish dude. PewDiePie. Yeah. He's still on Twitch, isn't he? No, he's a YouTuber. But he, he doesn't, and he doesn't, big he, he doesn't live stream anymore. Oh, okay. No, he did Crazy. not get big streaming. He got big so he from can, YouTube videos. So that he can like edit out the N-words. <laughs> I don't go, don't go in on PewDiePie. You don't know anything about him. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I just think it'd be interesting. I, I, like I think those, it's those wild. Those kids that grew up listening to rap music and thought it was okay to say it, and then he said it, and everybody was like, can't say that. And he's like, but I'm from Sweden. <laughs> we don't have black people here. We didn't know that was offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Poods is a pioneer in the game of YouTube. So what is – so what is – Switch or Twitch. Twitch. Exactly. I've Twitch seen, is whatever. I've seen about 30 seconds of a stream once, and I immediately turned it off. Well, your Twitch channel is whatever you want it to be. It's like you – It's in that sense, it's like YouTube. Okay. It, like it doesn't have to be you playing video games. It could literally just be you looking at Twitter and talking about it. That's crazy. It's How called boring. Like, it's called like just hanging out. Huh. Like there, I came home the other night, and one of the Minecrafters that Andrea follows uh, did a raid on somebody's Twitch channel, which basically he just told all of his followers to go over to this guy's Twitch channel, and the dude just had like some like acid-looking effects going on in the background, and he was playing music and talking to people. Like it was just like and just <laughs> talking to like his chat as they were asking him questions and shit, and he had like three hundred people subscribed. That's 300 people paying $5 a month. That's ridiculous. Subscribe to him. Yes. Trying to do that math. 1500 bucks a month. Yeah. Just for like horse shit. 
not horseshit. I mean, it was, it's content. It was fun. I mean, yeah, (laughs) not everything has to be fucking breaking bad, but (laughs) yeah, that's wild. Well, they're also not getting breaking bad dough. They're just getting 1500 a month, but that's, well, yeah, that, I mean, this guy was, was very much on the smaller end of creators. I just mean, it's, you know, I think it's something that you would do good at. Like, okay. Okay. And like, you, it could be, you could play guitar. You could read Twitter. You could go on a diatribe. You could write something and do it. You could play video games if you wanted, but you are funny and clever. And I think you'd do really good at it. And I think people would follow you and then we could, you know, grow the podcast based on that. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm the fucking muscle of this outfit. Oh, not in the slightest. I am way more talented than you'll ever dream of being. Oh, yeah? How many oh, times have you been in the New York Times? Everybody knows that. Oh, everybody does? Yeah. Including all the directors that cast me in things? How much money have you made well, in your life? That has nothing. How much money have you made acting? Dope bitch. <laughs> $75 to date. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, I just got back into acting a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's sometimes fun. the scene is a touch hard to be yeah. a part of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that kind of shit is just like not relevant down here from what the the one show that I've been working on for two weeks. What I can from what I can tell, at least They're like I know what you're talking about with the New York scene. And it's yeah. just kind of nice to be around some I don't want to say normal people because that w- would sound bigoted. But I just mean people that are just very much not trying to be famous. And also people who can have a conversation that is not hyper political, hyper political and just like depresses you. Yeah. Or it's like people pretending to be poor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. People like all <laughs> they want in life. Any, I like people like, like there's, I'm not going to say who it is, but I know people who claim to have never made any money doing what they do, but they have like a place in park slope and a place upstate. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the upper middle class to wealthy white kids who got a $250,000 master's degree and like are sitting there wearing like dog shit clothes talking about how they're oppressed. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, Fuck you. It might be in some ways, but, it, but I mean, I don't want to totally deny anybody's experience because I because we right. are no. on the record. Right. But but you are I do, correct. but there's a lot less. um I don't know. It's like, like just the people down here in so far, the people I'm working with right now, everyone's just fucking like cool, man. Everyone's relaxed, very silly, not very, not trying. Like I said, like there's not a feeling that they're trying to get famous, well, which, yeah. is, which is, they're which not, is, which is what they're not hardcore watching their ass. <laughs> yes. They're not like looking out for the person to be, rubbing ass cheeks with you know what i mean like they're <laughs> or i don't know i don't know i'm kind of they're just doing the they're just doing a play i i yeah yeah they're just kind of doing it because this is what they're they do doing a play in dallas because it's fun yeah there's really like no other reason we're not getting paid a whole lot of money mm-hmm. we are getting paid but not a lot literally at the audition 
first thing or the second thing listed is don't quit your day job. Who would quit their day job for a community theater in Dallas? It's more it's a it's higher level than community theater. Oh, okay. Because it's not I don't know based anything off, about this theater, but Pocket Sandwich I'll tell you about them. Pocket Sandwich Theater is the oldest running theater in Dallas. It's essentially a dinner theater. Oh, okay. Like I mean, that's that's basically what it is. They do I mean, we're doing a six week run. Yeah. Four shows a week. Like and that they always have a main stage show recycling in and out. Like I've like since we've we've only been rehearsing for like three weeks and I've seen two different sets built, like entire sets built on the stage Damn. for different productions. Like they are constantly just churning and burning shit. They have late night performances like open mics. And I used to go see burlesque shows there. It was fucking rad. Um, Dope. Um, I don't know. It, Pocket Sandwich is. So it's not a community theater because community theater community theaters typically are based off of some sort of grant from the local government or the federal government. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, nobody I mean, you get like paid, but you get like thirty dollars at a community theater, whereas this is like a car payment. You know what I mean? Oh, I got you. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, So it's cool. I'm 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 pretty excited. And uh, I'm just really digging the scene down here so far. Mm-hmm. So far, I did leave been, kind of a bad taste in my mouth. So yeah, well, that was also not as much to do with New York and the scene as it was to do with other things, right? Well, but the last the scene- show, look, the last show I was in in New York was like, I don't know if they listened, but it was a, a rough. It. It's a it was a rough experience for me because uh, because of a lot of things I, like uh, Wait, I was which show the, the, you can give me a you don't have the, to tell the me very that. last one that I play guitar in. Oh, OK. At the brick. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I remember like, that show very well. Yeah, it, it, it was all right. But, but Dude, it, it, yeah, that, relax. That was way. So me and your parents go into this show in Shay. And according to what you've described, they're <laughs> like, oh, God, what the fuck are we about? Why are we here? We're here to support Matt. Everybody just remember we're here to support Matt. <laughs> the show starts. It was like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. It was a funny fucking show. I, like, you I sold the shit out of it. I know. It's I, I understand you may have had a very bad experience doing it, but yeah. us as audience members, it was pretty fucking funny, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a good was a little, huh? But a lot it, of it was just very, very funny. Yeah. Okay. The zombie guy, that shit was... That was good. It was good. That guy, that guy is funny. That guy, John, is really fucking funny. That he's, dude was on it. He, yeah. He's awesome. He's, I don't know. I can't tell if he's a comedian or what. We're friends on Facebook, and I haven't really interacted with him since, but he's fucking hilarious. He was killing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like the cool kid in town. Like, I was, me and your dad were like, what the fuck this is great? This is fantastic. And he told me the same thing. Your, Scott was like, dude, he made this sound so bad, but I'm dying laughing here. <laughs> 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 it was fun. It was, a, right. I thought it was a good show, 
but but, I, anyway. but the experience was not was not ideal. I, I remember those stories for sure. Yeah, it was not a, an ideal experience. And <laughs> like you guys saw the last show. Like at first, our first show was. <laughs> and then people were like, we were in that we were in repertory, which means that like, uh, like we our set was essentially boxes for those of you listening that don't know what that means. And, and which also means that we have to strike our set after every show. And I had this like big ass guitar amp there and I'd come back and people clearly have been fucking with it and like playing it and like cranking wow. it up. And I like went up to the owner, like the, the second time it happened, I just walked right up to the owner of the theater and said, you know, I already told uh, the stage manager here that, you know, I just like got in his face and it <laughs> didn't stop. Like <laughs> it was just like, what the fuck? This isn't, ugh. I don't know. I left with the bad taste. In my mouth. Yeah. And, we need to leave sit alone. That's pretty, I mean, that's pretty fucking, yeah, fuck that is what yeah, I'm so, getting at. So um, <laughs> catch me on Twitch. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm also thinking about starting uh, doing a Twitch, too. Also. Oh, yeah? Just so you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then whenever I'm in Dallas, we can Twitch together. And when you're in New York, we can Twitch together. It'll oh, be a whole thing. We'll just have this whole Internet life that neither of us ever knew we would ever live. We'll be Twitch buddies. We'll be Twitchers. All right. Should we move on to our next section? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we've talked. We've hit the the surprise and the Twitch talk. Yeah. So I think it's about time for you guys to check this shit out. Check this shit out. Coronavirus. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? The coronavirus is taking we almost, world we had by a, storm. We had a suspected case here in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. Never heard anything else about it. Uh, so I'm assuming that everything's good. What about you in New York, Matt? Um, Actually, this has actually affected professional wrestling. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, cases wow. have started to pop up in Japan. And a lot of companies, uh, it's like basically big gatherings of people has become very dangerous. So wrestling companies are doing their normal like shows that they would do that they would tape and or do or stream live. And they're just doing them in front of empty arenas. What? Yeah, that's weird. And, and I mean, and if that shit, you know, Tokyo, you know, specifically Japan, that popping up over there. And that happening in the pro wrestling scene and other sports scenes there, the fucking Olympics are there in a few months. Fuck. Yeah. In Tokyo oh. and all over central Japan. Like, I mean, we Yikes. can be looking at some real fucking issues. <laughs> Shit, man. I don't know how many like re- like confirmed cases there have been in Japan, but it has affected the industry that I follow in Japan. Yeah. So and I'm assuming no it could also affect the Olympics. <laughs> Man, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, surely it can't be as bad as the Olympics in Rio. I mean, that was absurd. Oh, God. Do you remember that? I mean, it was just like, what are y'all doing? What are you doing? <laughs> the diving pool that was just like 
murky gray water. Oh, yeah. It was like something like two weeks before the opening ceremony. <laughs> the beach where they were supposed to do uh, part of like I guess the triathlon or the decathlon or something like that was just completely covered in garbage. Oh, my God. Oh, and like you have people living like if people live in literally the worst life you can possibly imagine while they build a billion dollar fucking stadium next door to their hut. Right. Right. Just Jesus Christ. Fucking Brazil, man. What's fucking going on over there? <laughs> what is like what is going on over there? And it's not like we made things any better. One of our top swimmers went over there and staged a robbery. Yeah, <laughs> because, well, what was the story? I forget. That, that, I can't. Ryan Lockheed. Like, he went to a whorehouse, didn't he? Or I shouldn't call it that. A brothel. He, he went, went to a, a den of a He went to a sex worker enclave. Thank you. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I don't. That's what it's, I made that up. Um, Ryan Lochte. But then Olympics. I remember Matt Lauer, like, lecturing him and just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, like you, two years later, Ryan L- or Matt Lauer out on his ass. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Matt Lauer! Remember Matt that dude, Lauer? <laughs> have you listened to Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill at all? No, I have no idea what the what are you talking about. Ronan Farrow's the dude that um bust that broke the Harvey Weinstein story. And oh, okay. Wrote a book about um, called Catching Kill about um, how he started reporting on this and doing journalistic journalistic efforts on that story while he worked at NBC, but NBC refused to run it, and he couldn't figure out why. And then eventually. Oh. He found out that Harvey Weinstein was blackmailing them with info about Matt Lauer. Yeah. All right. Oh, right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Like, it's an incredible podcast. You got to listen to it. It's like 12 parts long. I'm, yeah. Let me write this down. What's it called? Catch and Kill. Catch Rump and Kill. Catch and Kill. It's I'm writing bananas. it down because I'm listening to this. It's it's bananas. And it's also just like Ronan Farrow is just like what a fucking life that guy is living. Like he is a a character out of a novel. Yeah. I gotta literally look more into this guy. Huh? I gotta look more into this guy. Because especially the Harvey Weinstein thing has been like when I say close to home, I mean literally close to home. Yeah, he's like court case is happening in a five minute walk from my fucking apartment. Jesus. Every single day I see him in his bullshit walker. Nah, well, he's <laughs> you know, he, he got convicted yesterday. No, I know. It's over. You know, he's got to go back for sentencing. But like, yeah, every day it's like news pops up and you see him in his fucking walker. Well, I'm like, oh, I could like that's right. That's five minute walk away from my apartment. <laughs> oh, <come laughs> it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird to think that that guy is like down the street. <laughs> yeah, it's it's heebie jeebie material for sure. It's hoobie doobies. <laughs> doobies and heebie jeebies. <laughs> so 
this started off as a coronavirus section, and now we're talking about Rona Farrow. Uh, uh, it was a whole thing, but yeah, we, Plant Lochte. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, the, the coronavirus is uh, it's something, right? Yeah, it's I know that news. right now it's in the news that uh, um, who's our good buddy, our good pal, that guy that represents Kyle? all of us, Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my no, God. He, he's under fire. I mean what's new, but he's specifically under fire today because he said that coronavirus was no worse than the common cold. And people are like, you tone deaf prick. Like, <laughs> Hey Matt. Yeah. Don't get too mad at me. Yeah. But he's kind of correct. <laughs> I don't know. It's been made such a big deal of that. I'm just not really sure about it. So I, just if he said it, I was figuring he was wrong and that it was way more dangerous than it is. Well, it is dangerous, but it's only dangerous if you have a compromised immune system and also probably have a cold compounded on top of it. Otherwise, from what I've heard, at least on NPR and in the New York Times, is that the virus isn't really all that different from a cold. And is only fatal if, again, you have some immune disorder or or compromisation or something. You know what I mean? Well, here's it's a funny thing you say that <clears throat> now that we're doing our NPR type of talking. Oh, well, this is uh, my secret voice <laughs> because I don't want people to know that I'm that I'm uh, agreeing with Rush Limbaugh on this one secret. On this, <laughs> we're not stealing from our <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Oh, no, we're not stealing. We're acknowledging. We're just saying secret time. Secret time? Secret time? Secret time? Um, well, you know what I call New York Times and NPR, though? What? Toilet paper? Liberal bullshit. Liberal bullshit. Kidding. We're both liberals. <sighs> the show knows that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're fine. Nobody, nobody listens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, so what else we got? Particularly too deadly is what you're saying. That's what I've heard. I mean, that's that's just what I heard on the news. And apparently Rush Limbaugh said it. And I feel like people just want to dunk on him. Um, yeah, he is so, a bag of fucking bleeding donkey dicks. Yeah. So go ahead and dunk on him, even if it's even if he was technically kind of potentially correct in this instance. Dunk on Rush. In <laughs> fact, let's get a trending hashtag dunk on Rush. Um, hashtag dunk on Rush. There we go. Uh, what else we got uh, in Ooh, terms this of this one was great. This oh. one was great. Hot like, pockets. What is it about all these fucking super wealthy motherfuckers trying to get their kids into USC? What is the deal? Why is USC like a super special place that I just didn't know was a great, great, great place to go to school? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I guess always, it is. Sure. I mean, yeah, some famous people went there in the 70s, but that's about what I know about it. It had a football team that was really good in the early 2000s. It's a a private school in South Central Los Angeles. But what else is there? Like, are people like graduating from there with multimillion dollar jobs? Because why in the blue hell did the Hot Pocket CEO spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to fake her kids entrance exams into USC $300,000. This woman Jesus. spent 
Right. Three hundred thousand fucking dollars. That's more than the degree costs. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing, guys? What Just are send we your doing? dumbass child to UC Davis, and they'll they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Just send, send them, them to UC Dominguez Hills, and they'll be fine. <laughs> send them to Chico State. They'll be fine. <laughs> You're right. We went to the Texas equivalent of Chico State. And we're fine. Totally fine. We're making it. <laughs> like, come on, y'all. And, the, and what also cracks me up is that this is taking place in Boston. I guess her trial's in Boston for some reason. Oh. I don't know. They're this is Boston crazy. Family. She sent, she like, um, she faked her daughter's, uh, she got her daughter recruited as a fake volleyball player to which I'm just like, how, how do you fake that? Aren't, isn't the volleyball team going to like notice, right? Like, wait, yeah. Not the scholarship. Didn't this thing? Who is this person? They faked the, they did that recently at, um, or they faked sports at like UT also. There's a UT. They've done this a few times at USC. Like, what the fuck? Let's let's go. Like, come on, people. Come on. My voice is cracking. I'm I'm (laughs) upset about this. It's like, how dumb are your kids? Like, how dumb are your kids? And or like, why are we putting so much emphasis on what college you go to? Do not go to an expensive college. I mean, unless you're filthy rich like these people. But like. But, like, what the fuck? Just don't it's go not, to college. It's I'm horse kind of, shit. I'm kind of in that boat. I mean, unless unless it's, like, a really, like, career-defining move. I, just with the cost of, of college now, mm-hmm. I and knowing the, the field, that, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, look, my college was totally covered. So, the stakes are very low for me in order to make this argument, but... If I had had to pay for it, I don't know that I would have. Yeah, I mean, I had to I mean, take out like, some loans, and I mean, I've got twenty four thousand dollars in debt that I'm. Jesus! You know, it started off as thirty seven. I've got it down to twenty four. God. Well, fuck. like all of this because, like, I never wanted to go to college. I fucking hated school. Yeah. But I was told if you don't get a bachelor's degree, you'll never be anything. You're a bag of shit and you can go fuck yourself is basically how I felt. And I come to find out thirty seven thousand dollars in the hole later that it was all bullshit. And if I had to do it all over again, if so, this is the way I look at it, because Texas State honestly was a great time, like living there was a great. I met you. Right. I mean, my best friend. The I met network my wife that, there. The network that we got there is kind of worth it, I guess. But that's really the only thing I took from it. I mean, the network, sure. Um, if by network you mean like me and you know, like you being my best friend, sure. Yeah, I mean that's a network. I mean we have a podcast but, together. We, yeah. we, we like I like, can know, but like as far as network goes in the terms of our field i get like no work and from any of these people that well, we sure yeah there. that's like i've got none, of, none of them are working either but like well that's not true but like some of uh, them are a few things here and there but like it's not real nobody's really doing anything right now 
Yeah. And like, I mean, like not like any of them would call me to be in anything anyway. Um, but if I had, so like meeting you, meeting a few of the other people that I met there, like Austin Newman, great guy, great friend. Right. I could have still become best friends with you, still become really good friends with Austin Newman and still have met Andrea and married her. If I could have done all that and not have gone to college, that would be my ideal scenario. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, like the main thing I got out of college was friendships. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I mean, I, I did learn, I'm trying to think like what I use as an actor from my BFA acting program. And do a whole lot of yoga before you act now. Like, no, those, those not really. Do you do a whole lot of like breathing and breathing in words and somewhat. Tai chi? somewhat. Okay. I, I mean, I do some of that voice work for sure. Some of that destructuring and restructuring. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Some of that stuff. I, not, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking. I'm making fun of other other teachers, but not her. Like and there's, I do. I do like destructuring. Yeah. Um. But that's still part of the program. I mean, so, and I liked a lot of kind of the uh, imaginative stuff, especially in the earlier classes. Mm. Um, Like, because a big part of acting is just using your imagination as silly as that sounds. Like, it, like. Oh, no, that's, I mean, that's Stella Adler. That's the window to create that. Yeah. That's, that's one. I love that. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff, I do feel like it was useful at the time, but I don't really fuck with it anymore when I act. I mean, when I act now, I just kind of read the text and wait mm. for direction. Yeah. I mean, well, that, I think like, a lot of the, the window to create type stuff is really great for auditions. It's like, I get a lot of sides and it's just three pages. So to, so to really find an emotional truth, you have to find a window in those three pages to create the moment before and the moment after. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, like what you're talking about, helps a lot in that process. But then when you have a full 190 to 120 page script, you're not having to create that moment before or moment after for that immediate emotional truth. But, you know, it helps a lot in the audition process for sure. When you're working with sides, it helps a yeah. shitload what you're talking about. Definitely. Yeah. You know, but the, I learned a lot of that in college and then I never really exercised it. I've learned a lot more in the last year of working with Robert, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And that's especially with the arts. I, I, I just feel like sign up for individual classes with people that are come recommended to you and right. then just work. Yeah. Like in the arts, it's like, I don't know. I'm glad I have a degree, but I've not ever used that algebra or philosophy or (laughs) (laughs) like composition or history. Like none of that has ever been relevant. (laughs) Like, like, you know what the funniest thing, one of the funniest things I've ever, because we went to, we went to a school that was kind of like a, almost like a conservatory type program where like you chose your field and you did your field. It was like people in like, high school and community theater that like had tell me if you've ever seen anybody make it this way, because I sure as shit haven't. I was told multiple times by multiple different people in community theater and educational theater when I was like a teenager and like, you should learn everything you can, you could ever want to know. And you should be able be, be a technician too. like, 
you should uh, be a light, like be a lighting designer, be this, that, what have you. And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, why? And they'd be like, oh, because then you get in good with a the theater and then like uh, comes around and then and then you're like, oh, well, I can act too. And then you're in their show. And I'm like, that's not how anything works. Oh, do you mean, do you mean that like, do you, uh, you know, I, I think I know what you mean. You mean like you'll, you'll get in good with a the theater as a set dresser or something. And then eventually you'll become an actor three, three years later. Yeah. Or three shows later or whatever. Yeah. That's. That's pretty fucking rare. I mean, yeah. that's like like that's that's definitely a community theater model. Right. I, I've it's never like s- 55 year old fucking uh, community actors in Galveston County, Houston. were like, oh, that's yeah. what that's how you become a professional. I'm like, no, it's I, not. I mean, I've got a buddy in New York now that I went to high school with who he started he was when we when we were in high school he was like a performer and very <laughs> much like like he i don't know he was an intense dude and he still probably is but he he was just very he was in the choir he was in the band he was in the musical he was in the plays he was a performer like this dude and he was dude pretty was busy he was busy and he was pretty good. He was a very good singer, very good musician, very like like pretty good dancer. Like, and you know he could you know act as well as a high schooler could act. And, and but he did struggle in high school to get big roles, and that always bugged the fuck out of him. And then he went to college, and he just did a total 180 and now he works as a really successful stage manager in the city, but his mentality yeah, in New York and, um, and his mentality, cause I remember talking to him about it when he went, he was, he was a year ahead of me and he went off ahead and I was like, so what are you doing at, um, IU? He was at Indiana and, um, and, and he was just like, well, I'm taking this awesome stage managing class. I was like, yeah, but don't you want to be a performer? And he was like, yeah, but he basically gave me that line that you just gave me. You know, like you just need to learn everything you need to know how, like that you can so that you can just get a job within the theater. And I just remember thinking like, so. No, they're like, different unions. Like, like, I, I, well, yeah, I was just so. It's like, sure, if you're doing community theater, fine. But, like, if you're going to be in New York wanting to be a theater professional, those are different unions with completely different entry qualifications. I mean, my point being now that he, like, he's – he found a lot of joy as a stage manager. Oh, that's dope. And he is super successful at it now. Like, he he just closed Little uh, Little Shop of Horrors and – he he oh, also he also worked with David Byrne. Thing, yeah. Yeah, he also worked with David Byrne. Um, that's kind of funny that he and I both worked with David Byrne on different projects. <laughs> <laughs> Went to this. We won marching band. We were in marching band together. Um, <laughs> David uh, Byrne's gonna be on SNL this weekend. Yes, I know he is. It's gonna be dope. Fly up, uh, and give him a wedgie. People love his show that he's got going on Broadway right now. Yeah, American Utopia. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'd love to see it. But you should go. I'm a big David Byrne fan. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, so we got on this fucking tangent because the Hot Pocket CEO is – Dude, we are, we are all over the place today. We can't focus for shit. 
No, what's wrong can't. with us? I don't know. I think it's because we couldn't really figure out what to talk about. So yeah. we're just kind of going where we go. Are we still doing recommends? Should we even bother? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I'll, I'll throw out my recommends. Come all on. Right, let's, that, let's, let's, let's just, shit. all right. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. It's just the past of time. I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. Recommendies. I'd like to recommend to you, ladies and gentlemen. I have always I'm not. It's a funny thing. I'm not a staunch. Video games are stupid, but like, I've never really got into video games. Yeah, Matt didn't have a childhood, so he doesn't understand how. I mean, fun I played. Games are. I played Madden when I was growing up. I played yeah, Madden. Yeah. I played like WWE wrestling games. By the way. WWF No Mercy on the Nintendo 64 is one of the greatest video games of all time. <laughs> okay. And fucking tastic video NFL game. NFL Blitz on the on the 64 is also one of the greatest video games of all time. I definitely rented Blitz like 30 times from <laughs> <laughs> So many times you could have bought it like twice. <laughs> oh yeah, but my parents still wouldn't buy it. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Parent logic. Fuck them. Oh, I'm kidding. I love them. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but no, no, no. So like, you know, I played a little video games here and there, but it was never like a huge part of my life. Recently, video games have become a little more of a big part of my life. I guess this isn't really technically a video game. It's become a little bit more of a part of my life within my household. My wife's very into a lot of stuff, watches a lot of YouTubers and Twitchers and plays herself. Um, but she, the other night and I was like, didn't want to do it. And I hate giving her any credit for being right. But um, the other night, she was like, you want me to teach you how to play Minecraft? And I was like, begrudgingly, it was like, sure. I gave her a Matt Butterfield. <laughs> sure. But I am nice when I say sure. I say, that is my affirmative. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking with you, obviously. I know. So she came over and she taught me. And holy shit. If anybody out there has played Minecraft or hasn't, it is so therapeutic. What do you do? You just build things block by block? It's a survival game. You start with nothing in a randomly generated world. And then you have to start by, you have to, you just have to move. Like, basically the goal of it is you amass wealth through mining. Okay. It's like a randomly generated world that you're in. And the first thing you got to do is you have to chop down it. You have to punch a tree until you collect that tree's wood. Mm-hmm. And then with that wood, you make wood tools. And with those wood tools, then you're able to make other tools to make, you're able to like get other things so that you can make stone tools. And then stone, you're able to mine iron. And then once you make iron tools, then you're able to mine coal and diamonds. And like you go and it's insanely intricate and yeah. way more fun than I thought it would ever be. And <laughs> Let me tell you, I spent four hours mining fucking for diamonds the other night. And I was hey. just, I was like mouth open staring at the computer. Just like, Ugh. it was fucking great. Now I have a bunch of diamonds. I've got a bunch of redstone. I've got like multiple stacks of coal. It's All fucking right. <laughs> got a little house that I usurped from a villager in a little village that I spawned nearby. <laughs> 
We got three furnaces, motherfucker. I'm moving. Three up furnaces. Minecraft world, all right. No, but any, <laughs> but honestly, it's super therapeutic. Just mining. All right. That's great. So I would highly suggest my, you know, play Minecraft. Play Just Minecraft, play. ladies and gentlemen. And also, get yourself in a nice little Taika Waititi YouTube hole. Oh yeah, let's talk YouTube holes, dude. This guy, Taika Waititi. What an interesting cat. What a funny dude. He's the best. He's so great. (laughs) I love, I don't know. He's just so fucking great. (laughs) He gave some of the best writing advice I'd ever heard. And he said, if I'm writing and I find myself bored, then I just cut it out and go to somewhere else. Like if I'm (laughs) writing and I'm like, okay, this is getting boring. That's the end of the scene. And then the characters go somewhere else. And I was like, it's that easy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, okay. Bored, they're going to be bored. So we're going to go somewhere else. <laughs> wow. That is good advice. Like, I know it sounds so general and vague, but like, it no, makes so it. sense to me. Yeah, I'm into it. It's like, if I'm bored, they're bored. So characters are going to go somewhere else. <laughs> Have you seen Taika Nap TT? I saw a few pictures of this. <laughs> That's fantastic. Apparently this man's the king of naps. Dude, this dude naps hard. He goes hard <laughs> on his naps. He part he naps anywhere and everywhere and often, from what I've <laughs> gathered. If you just look up there's an account on Twitter called Taika Nap TT. I think it's oh, at Nap Yeah, it's on Twitter. It's at Nap Nap TT. And it is uh just dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures of this dude napping. It's pretty fucking brilliant. I mean, clearly it's just like a bit he has going at this point because it's so, there's just so many pictures of him sleeping, like sleeping in airports, sleeping on set, sleeping in his house, sleeping on couches, sleeping during photo shoots, sleeping at award shows. Like, he's just <laughs> like the dude fucking naps and it's awesome i'm a big believer in naps i don't really take them anymore because i feel guilty every time i do um except for football naps i love football naps but um naps are what makes the world go round a good sunday afternoon football nap Mm -hmm. i'll tell you this right now just prepare yourself as a man you have to make a lot of concessions in life Mm-hmm. One of these days, you're going to be in a relationship with a nice woman who does a lot. Uh-huh. For you, and you know what you're going to give up? You're going to give up naps. Oh, fuck that. Girlfriends hate naps. <laughs> girlfriends are the enemies of naps. naps Women the hate naps. Girlfriends. <laughs> Women hate naps. They just see a, a sleeping man and they're like, why the fuck isn't he working? My wife just flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. But My wife. Oh, thanks. And he uh, when I do that. <laughs> that's my don't at me, bro. We'll get there. <laughs> and uh, speaking of YouTube holes, I recommend, I don't know how <laughs> I got onto this fucking kick, but I started getting going down a YouTube hole of videos with Michael Fren- Frenzizi. I think is how you say his name. It's a former mob boss. Um, he ran like a gas... He, he did like a gasoline scam, 
got involved with entertainment, sports management, all this other shit. And he basically just like on YouTube, there's all these videos of him analyzing different scenes from different uh, like mob uh, shows and movies. And the one thing that he keeps saying over and over again is about the Sopranos. He's like, if you found out a like a capo or like a mob boss was going to a shrink, he'd be in his trunk by the end of the week along with the, along with the shrink. That's what he says over and over again. He's just like, absolutely not. That is completely unrealistic. The entire show's premise is completely fucked and basically kind of fucked up the Sopranos for me because that's a great show. But that's a fantastic show. But apparently it just would happen. That's also a huge part of Tony's arc. Is that nobody can find out? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a huge part of the story. But eventually, that's like people 50% do. Fifty percent of the story. The other fifty percent is his mom being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I think it was. I think it was Frank. Uh, I think it was this dude, Franzizi. What was his name? Uh, I think it was him that said uh, that that mom is based off of his mom. I feel sorry for him. That's what he said. He's just like, you know, I've listened to all the all the bugged things that they have on my family and me. And then I watched the Sopranos and I'm like, holy fuck. They consulted with the people that investigated me. They had to have. He's just blown away at how much she is like his mom. I also just kind of wonder if that's a stereotype of a lot of Italian mothers. (laughs) I, it could possibly be, but like Liv Soprano is a real piece of shit. Like she's up there with Skylar White as least likable television characters of <laughs> all time. She's a little less sympathetic than Skylar White, I think. But I, don't <laughs> I think she is le- a little less sympathetic than Skylar White. <laughs> Skylar White was also just a fucking asshole. God, she was but Liv worst. Soprano is. I hate her so much. That show yes. ended in 2005 or six. Her character, if you, by the way, spoilers for the fucking yeah. Sopranos. All right. Her character died at like the end of season three or two. Yes. So it's like her character was that character never existed because it's a character because it's yeah. all work. <laughs> She's been dead for years. And I still, on a, almost a daily basis, think about how much I hate Liv Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> and how you're glad she's dead. That bitch. <laughs> that old bitch. I gave my, I gave my kids my life on a silver planner. <laughs> and then you tried to kill them. Yeah, and then you... Ooh. <laughs> she tried to kill Tony. Like, <laughs> like, that's the most insane thing. I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. So I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know that that was a part of the show. I didn't really know anything about the Sopranos whenever I watched it. And whenever <laughs> that arc started playing out, it was like it didn't register with me for like up until the the almost up until whenever he almost got hit. And yeah. then it was like, oh, oh, my God, she she planned that the whole time. <laughs> this bitch. She's been talking about that this whole episode. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't even realize it because I couldn't even possibly fathom a mother doing that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Liv Soprano, god awful piece of human fucking garbage. 
You got any other recommends these? Um, have, while we're we talking have, about this, while we're talking about the Sopranos, let's go oh, ahead. Sure. Let's give a shout out to the low key comedy fucking genius. That was the character of junior Soprano. <laughs> that old piece of shit was the <laughs> meanest man ever. And he was hilarious. <laughs> Funny. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for me. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Are you you also wanted to talk about hot ones, right? That's one of your recommends. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's always one of those things that always just slips my mind. But hot ones is fucking great. I mean, they're on a tear. It's, they're on a tear. That, I don't know that they need us to necessarily publicize for them, but oh, they definitely don't. I, I just mean, want they, to profess they, my love publicly. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty great. Uh, it's a pretty amazing uh, format for an interview. Yeah. And it's been really fun to watch it kind of evolve over the years. And, and it's um, fun to watch celebrities who are in the middle of a fucking media tour. Yes. Where they're, they're on and they're, yeah. ha, 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 ha. and then they devolve into just being like a crying, snotty nosed fucking, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, just like back into being a human being again. Yes. It's so and Sean does like the most amazing research. Yeah. And brings up some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great show, man. I love it. It's fucking awesome. It's just so fucking awesome. I love it so fucking much. It's, um, yeah, it, I, I like how he, I, I, I love everybody that he books, but there have been a few women that he's have on, had on there that just like got my like when Halle Berry was on, she was looking at him like she was ready to fucking either. I, I don't know what she wanted to do. I could. It was electric. She just like Fuck locked yeah. down. She just like locked down and like stared him in the eyes and wouldn't blink for like five minutes. As he's like rattling off all these super in-depth questions and she's clearly like angry, like she gets mad, but then stops herself from showing it. But then it's like, is Halle Berry turned on right now? <laughs> is this is this what she looks like when she's ready to roll? It is is she about to make out with Sean? <laughs> 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 oh lord did you was, imagine that it was hot yes i can oh, yeah. in fact i did <laughs> like yeah. two for like 90 seconds after the video was over <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's crazy uh, it's crazy i shit my pants it's just weird because i don't remember eating them <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> on to the next That's section it. Don't at me, bro. 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 Oh, yeah. Do not at me, bro. Don't at me, bro, you people who don't vote. It's that time of year in the middle of a primary and you need to go out and vote no matter who you're going to vote for. Uh, do not vote for Mike Bloomberg. But other than that, just go out and vote, 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 vote. Get out there. You can't complain if you don't vote. There's so many people out there that bitch, 
whine, moan, complain about how all this bullshit's in the news and all this shit is happening to us and they're going to take our germs and all this, like, just horse, horse shit. You got to get out there and vote, guys. Fucking vote. Vote, 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 vote. Don't at me, bro. I disagree. I'm kidding. I totally agree, obviously. Uh, Don't at me. Uh, I'm going to get around... Don't at me people who usurp very common things to make it their own. Yeah, cultural appropriators. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, tell me what you're talking about. I'll get to what my point. I have two very specific examples. Okay. The first are people who still do Borat impressions when anybody mentions their fucking significant other. No, it's not. It's not not anybody with any significant other. If your wife, if you, if Andrea was like my husband, I wouldn't do Borat. I was trying not to say the words because I knew you would do it. So people who have usurped the words my wife and it's only a Borat impression can go fuck their mothers. Do not at me. Also, another prime example, like these are things that are what I'm getting at is things that are very common part of everyday life. That some that some group has taken and are like that's ours now, only we can have that. Like, oh, like yeah, like 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 let's, let's walk these waters, buddy. <laughs> what are you talking about? The other you said you had two. Yeah, yeah. Aggies. Oh, so their hand sign is a thumbs up. Oh, ew. A thumbs up, which is a very common thing to say good job okay gotcha any number of things to vote in the affirmative a thumbs up but if you're in the state of texas and you throw a thumbs up and there's an aggie in the room they automatically want to come over and start talking about johnny fucking football oh my god it's like this does not mean aggie this does not mean aggie this means yes good whatever you took a very common thing and turned it into this fucking cult bullshit that you call Aggiedom. And I fucking hate it. Having gone to Texas A&M is not a personality. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Nobody cares about your college football team. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't. Did you think me. I was going somewhere a lot more extreme with I that? I was worried you were going to be like dreadlocks. We deserve dreadlocks. No, 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 no. I was. <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. I was talking about the thumbs up and my wife. Like, those are the two things that, like. My I wife just, doesn't like, count. Everybody does my wife. Like, more than half the population does my wife. That's part <laughs> of the culture. More than half the population does your wife? <laughs> you cuck. <laughs> yeah, that's really hot. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for that's all I got. What do you got? What is the title of this episode? Tangents? Tangentially (laughs) yours? Tangentially yours. Uh, (laughs) This was fun. I had Yeah, it was. I don't give a shit who you are. (laughs) Good good show. Good show. (laughs) All right. I'm Matt Beery. You can follow me on all the social meds at MattBeery06. And you can send us questions, comments, fuck your concerns. Uh, at Matt Beer, at Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com.
You can check me out at mattbutterfield.net. Follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me there. Just look me up. <laughs> Matt Butterfield on Instagram. It matters. There's a lot of yeah. underscores involved. I know. Uh, all right. That's the Matt on Matt podcast. All right. Adios. Adios, fuckers. Yes.